Welcome back, everybody. We got a special episode ahead of us today. You are listening to the HNS podcast, episode number 38. <coughs> and we got a couple special guests, a returning guest from last week. Carly is back on the podcast, but also a longtime friend of hers. Take a second, introduce yourself to everybody, man. Uh, what's up? My name is Eric, and I'm uh, visiting Carly here. We went to college together. It's been uh, 10 years. It's been 10 years. Oh, yeah. So today's going to be a very, very special episode because, like you guys know, here on the HNS podcast, I do like to cover music first thing. And Lupe Fiasco dropped a record called Drill Music in Zion. Zion being located in modern day Israel, Jerusalem, right? And Eric just came back from Jerusalem, Israel. So it's going to be a lot of catching up on your travels, a lot of just getting to know you and everything you've been out there or everything you've seen out there. Um, but first, we've got to introduce song playing in the background. For those of you guys wondering, this is a brand new release by French Montana and Harry Fraud. It's called Blue Chills off of his new project called Montega. Literally just released this last weekend. And also, speaking of Zion, I want to play a little snippet of Lupe Fiasco's new project, which also dropped this weekend. And it just so happens to be called Drill Music and Zion. This is a song Gotti. Let's check it out for just a second, and then we'll kick into the show. And by the way, thank you all for coming back. Assassin's Creed, rapping it back in D like a mansion that's lacking fees, tapping the blackest keys, capture catastrophes like a camera. So, Eric, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, I've actually had the honor to uh, just kind of kick it with you the last couple of days, uh, get to know you before we even got to, you know, jump on into the podcast. And let me just tell the world right now, you are filled with stories. This is going to be amazing. Probably one of the most entertaining podcasts we're going to have to date. Um, it's really up to you to decide how to kick things off. But real quick, I want to give a round of applause to our guest today. Thank you for coming on. So tell the world a little bit about yourself, man. Um, I guess since we talked about drill music in Zion, what's your most uh, recent craziest story that you want to kick the podcast off with? Or however you feel. However I feel. All right. Um, so basically, um, I, went to, I went to Israel. Um, like I'm from New York, and I went to college with Carly at KU and for six years. And then after, I, uh, I went to Israel for oh. a three-week vacation. And I just, like, never left that three weeks. Uh, it just turned into, like, three and a half years. Jesus Christ. Okay, so hold on. Let's start <laughs> things off real quick. So, where were you born initially? So, I'm from, uh, I'm from New York. So, uh, you're born Long, in New York. Uh, Long Island, New York, and stuff. And okay, then, uh, right I lived there till I was 18. Then I uh, went to KU. And you I met Carly on the uh, eighth floor of Oliver Hall. Yeah. Shout out KU. Shout out all the... All the fellow graduates from KU, I heard that's a great college. I was accepted, but never went. So shout out to KU. So you guys met in college. So before that, your first 18 years were in New York. Yeah. And then you came to Kansas. What made you want to come to Kansas? Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm an architect, and they had a very, very good architecture program. Like, There's like not really other con- programs in the country uh, like it, so okay. I uh, really wanted to go there. I really loved it, and I, uh, came, from, I came to Lawrence one day. And I remember it was a cold, rainy day, uh-huh. and uh, and I still was like, yeah, even though cold rain, like, yeah, this is a place, this is a cool place. Uh-huh. And then I came back, and then uh, I was there for six years, and then 
another adventure began. One of the interesting things that you said yesterday when we were uh, when you were talking to us was that whenever you, one of your first memories of coming here from New York was smelling the Kansas uh, earth, just like the smell of whether it's the moisture in the ground or maybe just the vegetation or the humidity. So but I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I landed at the airport at uh, KCI MCI, yeah. and uh, it was eight p.m. on a Wednesday. And you would have thought it was 4 a.m. on a Sunday. Like, it was just so empty. There was no <laughs> one there. And I walk out, these, you're just alone in the airport, and you walk out the doors, and you're just like, there's a smell. And like, I just like, not figure out what it is. It's like, I just discovered, like, smell the land. Huh. So what does New York smell like? Uh, I don't know. Like concrete? <laughs> no, no. Oh, the way? Piz, probably. Not not in a bad way, you know, but... Sometimes when you're, like, downtown, walking down the street downtown. in New York City, you just, like, smell like, like these cigarettes and stuff of everyone outside huh. the door smoking cigarettes. But, <laughs> wow. uh, no, that, that, that the definitely city. smells, no. Yeah. Like, like, that's not, like, how it is where I grew yeah. up and stuff. But, uh, I don't know, there's, like, every... You go to different places and different types of smells. Like, all I, like, when I was in the mountains in Bulgaria, like, that has a distinct smell. Like, sometimes when you're in the desert, you get huh. that smell, oh, too. Oh, I imagine... Like, yeah, when, uh, for a little while before coming back to Kansas City, I was living in Colorado, and Colorado does have a distinct smell to like its uh, ecosystems out there, especially what's up the, in the mountains. What's the smell of the mountains in Bulgaria? Uh, how do you describe a smell? That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, okay. speaking of which, actually, we're going to jump into a bunch of topics throughout the, throughout the you know, conversation here. But um, speaking of technology, how far do you think we are from having that as like an a sense we can you know like transmit. consume transmit like through, through technology like say like i'm on your phone like oh man you gotta smell yeah. this buddy like yeah yeah because there's already <laughs> haptic right they say there's already haptic gloves where you can feel so how far are we from smelling <laughs> other smells it's not not my area of expertise <laughs> i don't know if that's also something you also want to like uh-huh. i don't know that, like i feel like that would like make smells like less sacred yeah that's a good point though like you were saying actually smells smells are some of like the uh the strongest memories, you know, a, a good smell could take you back. So speaking of speaking of going back, um, <coughs> so you were you went to you went to KU for architecture. Yeah. What took you to to Israel for three weeks that eventually became how many years? Three and a half years. So what? So what made you go over there? Was it for architecture? Was it for uh, you know religious travels, personal reasons, family, just sake of adventure? Like, uh, um, well, so I was, uh, like, after college, uh-huh. and I was, you know, like, I, uh, after college, I came out of, uh, architecture school, I came back to New York, and I was working as an elevator man in New York City. Okay. Um, nice. well. had, ups, had its ups and downs. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally? Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I got so good at this plainless small talk in that job. Yeah, that's funny. But, um, and then so I was like, okay, like, I was like, yo, like, before like, I was, like start, like, a job or do whatever, I was also doing some construction work and stuff mm-hmm. at the same time. And uh, so I was like, okay, let me just, like, do something before I have to, like, become a real person <laughs> and, like, sit down and get this job and, uh-huh. like, or whatever. So I was like, I made a trip in Europe. I went to, like, Scotland, England, visited, and then... Uh, Cyprus mm-hmm. and then Israel in the last uh, couple of weeks three weeks of this trip we're supposed to be in Israel mm-hmm. mainly in the city in the north of Israel called Sfat and I went there and it's like it's from, it goes back from the Bronze Age it's like a stone little mountain mm-hmm. village like in the 
and the mountain tops there, uh-huh. close in like the northern in the north. Was that was that uh, the time where you were showing me the pictures? I think no. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you showed me some pictures yesterday yeah. of like where the the buildings kind of looked like. Not necessarily old, 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 but like more cottagey. Like they had. Yeah, that was more of a, that was that was also villages I went to, but that was uh-huh. in Bulgaria. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, this is so. This is more stone as opposed to wood. Wow. But like, um, yeah, it's a great. It's like beautiful. You can see like so much stars. You have like the music. You can see like the mm-hmm. whole like uh, Sea of Galilee, mm. uh, the Canaret, the lake, and the mountains. And I just fell in love with this place. And then, but like, it's a very small, small little village. Mm-hmm. So then, like, one, I was supposed to be there for three weeks. I ended up staying there for four and a half months. Jesus. And then one day, um, I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I went to, like, uh, I got on a bus, like, the first bus in the morning mm-hmm. from, like, uh, from that spot in Tel- the central station to Tel Aviv Central Station. Just uh-huh. packed my bag. I left. And I showed up in Tel Aviv. And I showed up in an architecture firm. I was like, I don't speak a word of English. And I I mean, I don't speak a word of Hebrew, and I don't know what a centimeter is. Hire me. And uh, I've been working on that for three and a half years now. Um, and I ended up living with her brother, yeah. and, like, my half of my apartment's furnished by her now. Like, uh, like, like all the office things. Like, she's amazing. That's amazing. So, um, I've just been living there since. Yeah, man. Quick, quick shout yeah, out to those back. people, man. Quick shout out to those people. So, initially, it was supposed to be three weeks. It turns to three months, and then it went to three and a half years. Yeah. That is wild. And it's all just gut feeling. It's all just like, yeah, I love it out here. I'm just going to explore a little okay, bit. Okay, so honestly, I I cannot explain to you. I can't, if you ask me why, uh, I don't, I think we I don't speak, know why. Like, we've been speaking like maybe once a year, and every time for the past like almost four years, I'd be like, so how much longer are you going to be in Israel? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. That is cool, man. That's the way to live right now. So, so yeah. So how are you right now? How old am I? Yeah. I'm 28. You're 28 years old. So I got there when I was 24. So yeah, I got there and I was like, there's this this phrase in Hebrew. Like, so if you're asking like why I'm still there, Mm -hmm. it's like, I really don't know Mm -hmm. why. I can't explain it. But there's this one thing, there's this phrase in Hebrew. It's like, um, I'll try and translate. It's like, which means just everything flows here. It's just Mm. like, there's just this vibe. It's like, everything just kept working itself out. Mm. Everything just kept flowing. Like... I don't know, like, I mean, it was hard, like, so a different are, language, so you different currency, like, every, everything's in a different language, and, you know, like, I got... Is it the camaraderie out there, like, everybody's willing to help one another? Maybe that's I don't know, yeah, it's there's also, like, the vibe, like, it's, like, there's, like, beautiful cities and stuff like that, and Tel Aviv is, like, different, or, like, but Tel Aviv is, like, beautiful, like, I don't know how I can explain it, but, like, there's just magic in the city, hmm. like, there's, like, the vibe, like, it's, like... People like anyone on the street just like turn maybe they'll start talking to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like a it's a like a big city, but it's not it's like a city, but it's like not so like. Are you? It's like a level of like. Are you well traveled here in the U.S.? Um, up and down the East Coast and somewhere in the Midwest. Is here. there is there any city that you could that you could say is pretty close to the way that the people are over there? Yeah, to Tel Aviv, you would have to compare it to uh, to. Um, uh, Miami, well, it's probably okay. closest, but it's like smaller. Like with Miami, you can still like Uber for, like everywhere the for forty too? minutes. No, no, no not the people. The, just, just the, the just the city. The just way the it's set up. How about how about the people then? What city would you say? The you know I can't. It's, it's Tel Aviv. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, also oh, yeah. like I haven't only lived in Tel Aviv. Like I've lived in like different places. Uh-huh. Like um, I lived in the north in Israel. I also lived in Jerusalem. I was on, I also like lived on a farm in the north, whatever, 
for a little while, and I also like I on my I, on my bicycle. I went from the, the north of the country to the mm -hmm. south of the country, and I just like stayed like everywhere, all over. I biked all over the, like, uh -huh. the east to west, from like the tip to tip, uh -huh. from sea to sea, of like the. He's done tons of travel. Yeah, and then around. Yeah, because I imagine in three years you could do a lot, especially if you said that the country's not that big, that Miami's actually bigger. That blew my mind. I said, what? Like Miami? For well, not bigger than the country, but Yeah, like yeah but like the, just like, a metropolis. The... Yeah, Miami's huge. Man. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds very interesting. I w I've never left the country. I've only really lived here. I lived in Kentucky for a little while, which almost feels like living in another country. But it was definitely not. And then I lived in uh, Colorado for three and a half years. So I imagine the amount of time that I was living in Colorado is probably when you touched down over there and you were living over there. That's interesting to live. Uh, so how was that? How was that first year then? So you get hired. They said, fuck it. You don't know how to speak our language. You don't know what a centimeter is, but we could teach you. How was that first year of architecture? And why did you decide? Or why did you? Con well, I guess it's still the same question, I guess, of why you're still there. But how was that first year then? That first year? What are like some of the projects? And was like, was it building stuff in the city or was it more so an architecture firm building stuff for outer, for like other parts of the world? How no, was everything is local in Israel. <coughs> Um, the work there, so like, I was hard, like, my, uh, my boss, she, uh, she speaks English, she mm -hmm. actually, like, she, you know, she went to high school mm -hmm. for, like, a year in, like, uh, like, in Texas, whatever, mm -hmm. so, like, she had, like, good English or whatever, mm. and, uh, so she would speak to me in English, and then my other co-worker, she didn't really speak English at all, it was, like, very broken English, and it was a little bit, old, it was, like, hard to speak with her and stuff, and, um, uh, but I worked and uh, like so. I, but my boss, she used to always, um, she used to always text me in English. And then one day, I sent her a text in Hebrew, and man, I never, I never got a text in English again, ever. Till this day, I have never gotten a message from her in English again. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I remember you telling us, but I mean, that's... she's like, oh okay, we're making the change. Like, oh, you're, you're speaking my language? But I used to have a, a landlord lady who was like that. You know, at first we were just speaking English. As soon as you found out I spoke Spanish, everything was only Spanish. And I was like, great. So I don't even know how to communicate. I don't even know every single word, you know, how to use them. Colorado? The loft. The loft? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know, like, going out there learning a new language, there's, like, some, um, there's some, I got myself, like, trying to, like, say, the, the, say different things to, like, different people, like, Long languages got myself into some messes, but hmm. I don't know. You you work it out. You smile and nod a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the way it is here, even now. You know, I don't think people. There's definitely we've lost that. You know, the sense of you know talking to people. Like earlier today, we're we're riding around on the streetcar, and we just had like that guys you know open up and just start asking those conversations. Sit, well, you know about our tattoos and you know just random shit. And I was like, how often does that happen? I feel like people over the last maybe five, ten years have gotten really reserved, you know? Like, I mean, I know me, me and myself, besides, you know, things like this, I hardly even talk. So, like, the fact when you're in public and you fucking... You I know, normally don't even make people, eye contact with people because I don't usually want it. Want to engage in conversations? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... that's pretty I don't cool. know. You never know where you're going to meet people. Everyone's an interesting story. Absolutely. Everyone is, like... Everyone has something you can learn from and open your eyes to a new world, new experience. Mm -hmm. An adventure can lie down any door. <laughs> well, the fact... That, I mean, the fact that you're an architect, I think that's interesting as well because when I was growing up, that was my first passion. I actually... The only reason I was dissuaded from becoming an architect is because I was really bad at math. 
And my teacher told me, she goes, oh, any dreams that you have of being an architect, give them up. You're not going to make it. Oh, man. And yeah. I was like, wow. Dude, don't let them happen. Like, for like, the whole, my whole life, there's never been any question about what I wanted to do with my life. Like, I might have not have always known that, like, it was architecture, but I've always known I've loved buildings. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know that this mm. might have been, like, the word for this or this, mm. but, like, yeah. just, like I just, structure design. I, I just love, yeah, I love it. And, like, so I'm doing, like, I just, like, travel around, and when I travel around cities, I just, like, follow buildings. Like, oh, look at that pretty building. Oh, look mm. at that pretty building. And I sit there, and I'll just start drawing buildings in the middle of the city and hanging out. Mm. And that's, that's, how, that's how I, like, kind of, like, travel and adventure. But, like, people also told it my whole life, too. Like, they're like, oh, like, you're never going to get it. You're never going to get it. Mm. Like, it took me a little, like, whatever, but, like, nah, dude, I, I don't care. This is what I want. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing it. Yeah, I probably... I've always known, so I mean, it's never a question for me. I mean, it's never too late to get into it, and I should, I should definitely, you know, consider perhaps going back to school and maybe trying to to get into some kind of design, because for some reason, every, everybody, well, not everybody, but the majority of the people who are professional and are following a good career within the last, like, two, three years that I've met, majority are architects. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's so many architects, and that's what I wanted to do. So I'm going to ask you two questions that are potentially basic as hell, and you've probably gotten them multiple times throughout you know, your, your career as an architect now. But do you have a favorite architect, and what is your favorite architecture style, and why? Um, okay, so these are like very hard questions, because like, I can't just say this. I think every type of architecture has its own beauty and you mm. can't compare them. That's hot. It's like as apples an and oranges. Like, like there could be the most beautiful, brutalist concrete building and the most beautiful, like, Japanese church right next to it. Like, you Absolutely. can't say which is better. They each have their own unique characteristics and everything has its own level, mm. its own beauty and its own, like, um, uniqueness, uh-huh. or uniqueness to, uh-huh. like... That's so, how like, people walk around the neighborhood it's, sometimes. It's, that's what I love. Like, there's, like, this neighborhood, there's so many different things to look at yeah. and all these different things. They don't just all look the same, like, suburban and even mm-hmm. No, but it's even that, because you can have places where things look mm-hmm. the same, mm-hmm. but you have to, like, it has to be designed correctly. Like, mm-hmm. I've clearly seen long buildings that still look beautiful, and mm-hmm. it's just, like, a long pattern or whatever. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. or sometimes, like you say, like, symmetry, repetition can become beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah. but you have to, like, know how to, like, design stuff but mm-hmm. there's a di- it's a different kind of like uniqueness that's like design no because like no because uh because there's its beauty in that and mm-hmm. then there's this beauty in this so it's like what are you looking mm-hmm. for and also beauty is not beautiful like some people need to see variety and it's like the curiosity mm-hmm. and things and things mm-hmm. like that and then there's people that like aren't so curious and mm-hmm. they like like everything being like in line or whatever mm-hmm. um so it's it's just mm-hmm. you can't decide but there's like if you want to say like um and categories, different architects mm-hmm. or things like that. I can like tell you like uh, one of my favorite like buildings mm-hmm. from like a certain style. Like uh, say like modernism, one of my most favorite buildings. It's the um, the opera house in um, Oslo. It's beautiful. It's right on the water, mm-hmm. and they integrated like the roof of the building to be like um, Oslo, Norway, right? Oslo, Norway, yeah. To like be like a park, and everyone hangs out and sits on the on the roof and looks to the water and it's a great um combination like it's a great combination of public it looks space. like a beach yeah it's concrete it's on the water oh, yeah, it's, yeah. that's a that's a very uh and so it's a perfect way to describe it, it looks like a, like a little concrete beach and so and <laughs> so cool. why i love it so much uh-huh. well first of all it's beautiful but the way it combines like um giving back to the public and public space uh-huh. with like a civic function of a building and also a building that's like even though it's like pretty civic it's also like kind of like kind of private it's a theater or whatever yeah. so it's a build so even though it's for a civic mm. and a public function mm. it's still kind of like not mm. totally public you know yeah so uh yeah. this is a way of bringing the public back into mm. it and creating it and also giving back to the city in a beautiful way 
That's interesting. Uh, I I, I kind of like our uh, Kauffman Center here in Kansas City for the same reason, but it doesn't have, like, you know, the beach right there next to the water. Ours kind of just leads to, like, a little park, and it's a good view. But, th- but this is a this is a good one, man. This is I like this. I don't think I've ever seen this building before. The Oslo the Opera House. Uh, so... Um, I'm not going to be able to say it correctly. Snoheda, Snoheda. Snoheda? Uh, yeah, um, huh. it's Scandinavian. Okay. Um, that's, uh, that's interesting. Nordic design. Yeah, so as a modern building, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a great building. Have that, you... In Kansas City here, there's huh. a really great building, too. Um, right, we went there today earlier. There's the, the block building in addition to the Nelson Atkins Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the glass... With yeah. the, yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible, incredible. What kind of tower. glass is it again? Why is it so, is it the like the most expensive glass? Okay, so as an architect, it's it's um it's called channel glass or U glass, and it's this glass and it's individual metal slats that fit together, and so it's it, I mean it's just a beautiful product, but it's expensive, and stuff, but it's also very good. They're able to use this kind of glass for the museum to. Uh, because you have lots of artifacts and things in museums that can't fade. You have to be very careful with uh, sunlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's always a uh, museum project. So how do we bring in natural light but protect every, anything right. from fading? It's um. And this does it. So this glass is very like you said. It's like it's uh, oh, well, it lets the light. Oh, projector against it. That's good. Yeah, and so it lets the light. It lets <coughs> the light through, and uh, you don't get that. And it's just it's just this beautiful like bluish white crystally mm-hmm. color. And every time I, I presented it to clients so many times, and they always say no. One day a client's gonna say yes. And that's gonna be your day. Yeah, there's all these all these things, it's like all these different out. things that you wanna see, and like, and you're like, oh, I wanna do something like that. I wanna do something cool about it, man. And like, you just keep presenting the ideas. You just kind of, every time you get a new project, like, hey, what if I try to take something from that one and mm-hmm. put it here? Because I designed that, and I still really like it. So you're always trying to find like. Uh, a place to get your designs and projects wherever you can. You know what I thought was interesting that I guess I never really put too much thought into because, you know, I'm naive and I've only really been here in KC. The fact that you said, oh, I could tell that they're from another region or whatever because they have wood or that this architecture is this, this architecture is that. So in the, in the Middle East, it's primarily concrete then? Um, yeah, all new construction. I mean, there's like new buildings and stuff. There's like uh, concrete know, and glass yeah, yeah. and skyscrapers as well. It's uh-huh. like very universal. Um, you know, like, sometimes you can see a skyscraper and you, you can't tell, like, in our days, like, there's, like, all this international style things. Like, you see, like, a glass skyscraper, a skyline could be any other city. But now, if you think, if you see, like, a Japanese building, like, with, like, the curved roofs or whatever, as opposed to, like, something you saw in, like, uh, like the Pueblo huts or something mm-hmm. like that, according to, like, log cabins, mm-hmm. it just, everything has to do with the local materials in the area a lot. So, uh, like, here, lots of things are wood and mm-hmm. brick. Or whatever, and stuff like that. There's so much availability of these products. Uh-huh. So Israel's a desert. There's not so much trees, so I don't, you don't get to design with so much wood a lot. When you design, sometimes like, oh, I want to put wood in there. Oh, they're not gonna. Are they gonna pay for wood? Yeah. Like, so, uh, so, so the majority of the projects that you work with, they're all, it's all concrete based design. Yeah, there's lots of concrete. Um, like older buildings are made of plaster. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Does that give you limitations as a designer? Like as far as like how. Yes, but how creative you can make it, or uh, uh, yes, but that limitations over there. There's other limitations that you don't have in other places. Mm-hmm. For example, like uh, mm-hmm. like this wood. Like I don't know. Like sometimes concrete is more expensive, and sometimes mm-hmm. you want to do concrete. So every this is, we're talking mm-hmm. about like there's a word called like vernacular, which mm-hmm. means kind of like local. So every place has its kind of mm-hmm. local things. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you look like 
have pictures and like you can see a village like oh that was probably like in like ancient China mm -hmm. as opposed to mm -hmm. like if you see like um, uh, a teepee or mm -hmm. a wigwam yeah, yeah. or something yeah. like that you know yeah. or, or like the buildings in like the Netherlands like the Dutch or like mm -hmm. a, tu a Tudor you know it's England yeah like yeah, yeah. So things like that. So everything has its local things. And mm -hmm. also you can tell by what year things are made because there's mm -hmm. different popularities of style. So that's a good year of knowing how, like, what your house is built. Because, like, mm -hmm. everyone was doing that around these days mm -hmm. or whatever. And, like, from K Kansas City, lots of architecture, everything changed when the, the railroad came. Mm -hmm. Because a lots of materials were more readily available to be mm -hmm. able to build. Yeah. That's a good, uh... Our house that we're living in right now is 100 years old this year. <clears throat> 1922. I think we already talked about that. Yeah. It just hit a centennial. It's a great house. It's got a great floor plan. I love how you have, like, the the private and the living, and it just, like, goes back to the back. It's a great space to, like, have people, like, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. be in and yeah. charming little neighborhood. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got some rose bushes in the back. Man. Mm -hmm. All the houses in this neighborhood, these neighborhoods are just, like, so it's just fun to walk around. Like, I just love walking mobily around here because I could just look at everything. We saw, like, some modern buildings, like, three blocks on the other side of State Line. They're, like, three-story, and on the third story is, like, their balcony, but it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain them. They're really cool. Build They're really cool homes. We'll just, to like, check them out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we need to go walk over there. Yeah. I just think they look pretty. I don't know any of the fancy terms. <laughs> Uh, sometimes you just mix some things up, like, <laughs> so sometimes in, like, like, by, or talking <coughs> to my boss or something, like, we have these things like, oh, what do you call that designer, what do you call that, and sometimes I just, like, say, like, oh, yeah, I don't know, I just like something that's, like, like, oh, yeah, I just, like, put terms together to make something to, like, make it, like, 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 you say, like, um, I don't know, you just put, like, it has some of this, some of that, you just put a few words together, and you got it, you got it, like, Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's interesting. I've always wanted to get more into design, architecture, and learn all that. So I, I think that's pretty cool. That's what you do So yeah, for so, a living. So What's, you asked about my first year doing it. So I used to get really good. I used to, like, I, when I was talking to people, I like, people would just be asking me, like, how, like can I do things? And I was like, like, yes, yes, of course, of course. We'll do this. And then at the end, I just say, like, I was trying to speak to them in Hebrew. I just say, now... Everything you just said, put in writing in an email for me. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so I could translate it later. <laughs> exactly. I feel like everybody does that, though. Like, even my little accounting job. Anytime somebody comes up and asks for something, I'm like, please put it in writing. Like, my, I can't. It's like, we're sitting, we're sitting there at a pot and we're going, oh, like, that looks good. Oh, let's do that. Or this happened there. It's like, oh. How am I going to remember you said all of this? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't write in a different an email, language too. Yeah, exactly. How many, How big is the firm? So obviously, oh, so your it's just, boss is also like your interior decorator. So so we we do no so uh no no so um it's only three people uh um it's it's small um but we deal with um like some have some cool projects still um there's uh there's this um these like three iconic uh, skyscrapers right in the center of the. Uh, Tel Aviv, like the train station is there called Azrieli Center. Oh yeah, so that's that's the one of towers. So actually, the product I'm talking about, you, if mm -hmm. you're sitting at this, it's the other side of this intersection. So um, basically, uh, 
this the mall. There's this like these are kind of three uh-huh. uh, different. Uh, if you just type in Azraeli Center, it's gonna be the other thing on the side. Um, oh, actually, actually, I can just show you on my website if it's easier. Um, but uh, so there's no. It's a mall, and in the center of it, there's a train station. It's across from a base, so it's like very like busy or whatever. But there's no movie theater in this mall. So on top of the mall, which connects like the three skyscrapers. Um, in the center, we're gonna build a, we're gonna build a, we're building a movie theater. Oh, that'll or be We're designing fun. it, and so it's. Oh, wow. This is a cool picture. Yeah, so I, I can, uh, I can show you. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, but um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun big project. Um, so when you yeah. got the job, did you just tell her like, I also need a place to live. Can you help me? Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what happened was I was like staying. I was staying at like a. I was like staying like like different places at one point. Like I was like going back and forth to North. Like was like I don't know. I like a little and then like worked on lived on a farm for a little while too. Because when I first started working for her, like we decided we were like we said like uh, like I I don't know like if it's gonna be like well just like let's like give me this one. She like said how it happens. I walked in there like and I was said uh, I don't know a single word in Hebrew or in a centimeter. Is mm-hmm. hire me. Um, she was like, we didn't, we didn't really know how the, how it was going to go back and forth, if I was going to like, 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 like being in that vibe like this. So she said like, okay, like, um, I'll pay you this amount of money. I have this little project. You take it home or whatever and come back and then we'll discuss and we'll see or whatever. And she paid me for the, that work or whatever. And then, so I started start working. It's like maybe like 20 hours a week. And then 20 hours a week, all of a sudden, it started turning like 60, 70 hour weeks. Oh my God. And like, uh, they, cause like work came in and yeah. stuff. And, um. <laughs> then, uh, then, then, like the corona happened, mm. um, and like lots of things went slower, but now, uh, so I started going. So like now I still work for mm. her, but like like a little bit less, and I started doing some of my projects on my own. So I half work for like doing my own projects mm. and half doing projects for her. Mm-hmm. Okay, right on. So some of them are in Israel. I got some projects in America. And and the um, beauty of that architecture is that you can do that remote, huh? Because you do these 3D rendering and stuff? How long have you been Not doing? everything can be uh-huh. done remotely up until a certain point. There are uh-huh. times where you have to go to project sites and things like that. Mm. But um, you don't like, you, mm. there's certain things you can do remotely or if someone else like mm. goes or whatever to the project site. But, and meetings, some meetings have mm. to be in person. But for the most part, you can also kind of pick which projects you mm. want to take on and uh, do things. So. So I've been able to go to many different places and work and do things. So like one time, like I found like a twelve dollar ticket to Bulgaria, and um, plane ticket, twelve dollar round trip plane ticket. Oh wow. my god! To Bulgaria. How long ago was this? This was before Thanksgiving. Last year. Like the the Thanksgiving that just happened. Twelve dollar plane ticket. Yeah, like round trip. It was. It cost me more money to get to the airport. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and uh, I, I, it was um, it was like a Ryanair flight, and like, but you can only have like your one backpack. So uh-huh. I had that one backpack, but I was fine. Like, I basically came to Israel with only a backpack and a suitcase, yeah, and like a little one that goes over your head. So uh, all I wanted was a backpack, and I stayed there, and I was uh, I, I traveled all over Bulgaria, and it was a uh, it was a crazy experience. And we were talking about like language and understanding uh-huh. things before, but like sometimes you can just be with someone and just feel the good vibe and not be able to say a single word to them. Especially like when you're traveling and like you like meet somebody and stuff and friends and stuff and it's like 
Yeah, like this conversation's not really going anywhere, but we're having a good time. Right. <laughs> like, it's just nice to have somebody that's willing to just like be your partner for the day. So uh, one time I was I was out in the middle of nowhere, Bulgaria, like deep, deep, deep Bulgaria, and like I was just on the side of the road, and uh, I, I uh, there was this like guess. Like, I just saw these views and mm-hmm. I couldn't see one, but I heard like I just had the windows rolled down in the car. And I was driving, and I could just like see the like the mountains, the rolling mountains, and then I could just hear like the bells from like the goats over there, the cows over there, and then all the things. I was like, oh, it's such a magical moment. So I got out of the car <laughs> and I just like kind of was like, I gotta take this in. Just gotta sit on the side, like in or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's just so incredible, like out there these like roads and. And these animals are coming, and I see coming yeah. farther down down the horizon is this like old old uh, gypsy Romanian shepherd, uh-huh. and we spent the entire day together. Man, I don't even know what his name is. How we did it just... start though? Did he just see you and like usher you in? Like, come here. Uh, I mean, you're out there. There's 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 not really other people out there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it. It's out there. You just walk <laughs> towards each other like, this is the thing uh, I do. And like, <laughs> I don't know, it's not, uh, no, so basically I was sitting on the hillside and then he's just coming towards me, coming towards me, and he has his shepherd dog, yeah. and his shepherd dog is coming at me because I'm just sitting there, he's like barking, yeah. and so because his dog is barking at me and he just sees me sitting here, he comes over to me mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's just like kind of yelling at his dog, like, no, like, don't do anything, like, was he's not a threat nice to that. And he kept telling him to go yell, sitting over there. <laughs> like, you sit over there, you sit over there. <laughs> Oh, but he's also yeah. running around. When me and him were sitting there, he was also running around, you know, protecting the protecting yeah. the animals, like doing their job, make, making sure, because these things take a long time to move. Yeah. And we spent the whole day talking together. Uh, what we talked about, man, I, I spoke, I listened. He said so many things to me. I just smiled and nodded. We both laughed. We chuckled. Like, sometimes, like, there's an awkward, like, oh, was I supposed to laugh or that laugh? But you're just looking. I don't know. It was a great <laughs> conversation. Like, there was another time I was... um in Bulgaria, in this other village, and I was just basically, like, um, the village is called Kotel, actually, Kotel, Bulgaria, uh-huh. and, um, <laughs> I went in there, and, like, I, this family, like, they met me, I met, started talking to them, and the kids, or whatever, and we just hung outside, like, the mini market for a while, mm-hmm. and we started talking, and I was like, oh, and they're like, no, you stay, you stay with me, uh, like, uh, like, we didn't really understand, but we understood, like, that it was, like, cold outside and having a beer together and stuff, and I ended up staying there a couple of nights in Bulgaria, like, they, like, we couldn't understand each other, but they just invited me into their home, and I stayed in this home yeah. for, like, while, these cabins, and they had, uh, they had these, like, wool blankets, and I remember, <laughs> these, like, I brought one back from me, I left it in Tel, in Tel Aviv, but, like, man, that wool blanket, it saved my life yeah. out there. That is fucking crazy. So you guys didn't understand a lick of English, but so yeah, just vibes. You guys are just vibing. Yeah. So you, so like, did you speak to him in English or did you speak to him in Hebrew? Both. I don't even like. You don't even remember? We well, no, but like I don't know. Because he spoke saying. Bulgarian, so it's not like he would have known. I don't even. Either I, I don't even positive what language he spoke. To be honest. <laughs> oh really? I don't know. I mean, Bulgarian is like a language and it's its own language, but right. I don't know. Like they like, do, speak other languages. Do there. They? I don't. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Um, but I learned a few words there. But yeah, so, I don't know, life's always an adventure. 
you never know like when you're gonna meet someone like you said like when that guy started talking to us on the on the on the train today yeah. and he was even trying to bring in the whole he was trying to bring in the whole like sense like the whole thing she's like, this, this lady she's like oh well we're talking so i don't want to leave out the conversation but she was like please leave me out oh. <laughs> but like yeah it's like we were talking the other day smiles are contagious man like what I saying? If I'm with someone and they, like, I met someone once and they're just, like, saying, like, why do you smile so much? You should, like, stop smiling. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't, I don't have any reason to ever, like, hang out with you again in my life. <laughs> if someone's telling me to stop smiling, man, that, that's just the definition of a vibe killer. Yeah, right. like, oh, hell no. Get me out of here. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever to ask me, why are you smiling? What a hater. They're like, can you stop smiling so much? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, actually, that's me with Mowgli. His overexcitement. I'm just like, why are you so excited? <laughs> he's so excited. He's like, he keeps choking himself on the leash. Yeah, the, even, People walking by are like, he's excited. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. Comment. I don't know why. I don't know why he's so excited. He's eight years old now, and anytime I take him anywhere, it's like the first time I take him out. He is crazy. It's a crazy boy. Mowgli the dog. That's that too. Next, uh, yeah, so me and Mo have been cuddling lately at night, so we got, the, so, um, so we got the, um, the arrangement down. First, like, like, I remember Mowgli, like, from, like, uh, like, what the heck, like, it was, like, like six, like, years ago, like, we, when, you, when we first, when you first got him, and we used to go to the dog, so we yeah. used to go to the dog park together, and so yeah. now I'm back, uh, hanging out, and at first he kept going, like, go by my legs. And then he like was like no 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 he went on my back so in the end we discovered this me and him decided that we like the back to back the back the back to back cuddling position the best. You're just touching each other's backs. Yeah, our backs are just slightly like touching. He is hilarious. Did the cat try to cuddle with you? No, the cats didn't come near me. No. Oh, cats just don't like me, which is okay because I don't cats like. You're allergic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this weird too because like so like I live in Israel but like I only have two allergies and it's like. Wait, I could not have picked a worse place to live than <laughs> these exact allergies. So my two allergies are dust and cats. And so like it's like the desert out like that's so the sand that blows up or whatever gets you have to dust your house like oh man, every other day it gets dusty so quickly. You're really? always dusting. Oh yeah, you have to dust all the time. And, and so cats. and cats. And so is like New York, uh Kansas, you know, we have like squirrels and bunny rabbits. Huh. Nah man, Israel's got cats. <laughs> wow. Just everywhere. Everywhere. Do most of them. I didn't know cats could. I didn't know cats could be like loud until (laughs) that. But so, in the front of our house is on the main road, but on the back it's like all the buildings kind of back to each other, Mm. and there's like the different roof levels and things like that. And it's just like their jungle gym, and like each cat has its own territory. Like there's this one black cat that always. I stopped buying front doormats because. uh, it made it so it gets that someone would leave the window open or the door open and the cow would get into the building from jumping onto the roofs and it always poops or pees on my welcome mat on my doormat so like I it's like wow. so I, I bought like a bunch of them and so I, I know so uh, so we don't uh, we don't have a rug anymore because um, it's Ew. cat because there's no point do the cats come up to you usually or some yes some no it depends yeah. wow. some people I mean there's lots of people have to take care of cats some neighborhoods. Like, uh, feed the cats. And you can always tell, like, which neighborhoods are, like, different. Because, like, you can tell by, like, the condition of, like, the cats. Like, how well taken care of. Like, which... How kind those people <laughs> are in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is the Wedfield cats. Like, oh, that must be a rougher neighborhood. Like, how well... This neighborhood don't give a fuck about these cats. They're not feeding them. <laughs> yeah. So... That's funny. Yeah, because, like, most cats that... Most outdoor cats, like, in the States, well, in Kansas, like, they won't come up to you. 
It's only indoor cats that'll come up to you. So I was wondering if Tel Aviv was like different, kind of both. Some people have like pet cats too. Yeah. Um, but uh, or the people just adopt street cats and like, oh, that's like you know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. like like this the cat like people like there's like yeah you have the street cats I don't know. Did um, you ever let the, any street cats into your place? Never. Never. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're allergic. You said never. <laughs> Did one of your roommates ever try to? Um, one of my roommates got a cat once. Just came <laughs> home with a cat one day. Oh man, and but. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know, I just... You said never. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, oh uh, man, I just, I'll stop, I just sneeze like a machine gun. Yeah. Like, I don't like, and then like, or it's like, I don't have to sneeze at all. Yeah. But like dogs, like, so, I'm not really allergic to dogs, and I love dogs. And so like, when me and Carl used to hang out, when we didn't live, so like, we lived on opposite sides of the city, we used to hang out, and we'd go to the dog park together with Mowgli. Yep. And so we, uh, <laughs> and so I still do this, I don't have a dog. But I go to the dog park to pair with other people's dogs. Yep. And it's like sometimes it's like I, the vibe might get like awkward or mm-hmm. something. So I'm like thinking of the dog. So sometimes I'm just like, Sonny, sit. Sonny, sit. Stop. So it's some random dog to make it look like I'm not like them <laughs> like that. <laughs> to make it look like you're one of us. Yeah, like, yeah. Like there with your dog. <laughs> Somebody's off in the back like, why is that dude? I was like, oh, dog. this dog never listens. Like. <laughs> Like you know, because like otherwise, like what is this guy doing here? He's not even like watching a dog. Like he's letting his dog like run loose. Like that's hilarious. Um, didn't didn't you live with somebody that had a dog when the two of you lived next to the Oriad and she got a little? Oh yeah, yeah. There was a little yeah 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 dog. dog. Yeah, he was a cool dog. I like I love big dogs though. The big dogs are my favorite because like you could like. It's just more dog, right. like cause like my parents had an English master. But like I feel oh, bad like having a dog. Cause, like, like I I'm, I'm always somewhere else. Like I'm like always on the go. Like just in somewhere. Like I just pick up and like oh, yeah. like, like like okay I'm gonna go somewhere. Okay I'm gonna go there longer or this or whatever. Yeah. So um I'm not I can't have a dog. This is why I have to use other people's dogs and I go use a dog park. Do Made your parents friends. Have dogs? I had a dog growing up. What was it? Hmm. What kind? Um, we don't really. He's like. So it was like, he was like, yeah, his mom was going too, but he was like, then we had like a Siberian Husky, tell us he was like a, he was like, like breeder, tell us oh, this dog, he didn't know the Siberian Husky, so we got down to, he was definitely like part German Shepherd, <laughs> part Labrador, part Golden Retriever, and part Siberian Husky. Oh my he was, god, uh, you got his DNA tested? Uh, so this is what different breeders said, like, I see this dog oh. in them, oh my so gosh. whatever, like that, like, well, you know, people say things like. You know, some people get, like, different pets and they don't even know their gender. Like, I know, some, like, so many people get, like, pet rabbits. Right. And then, like, there's no way to tell the gender on the rabbit. No. And, like, you name it. And then, like, five years later, you have to take it to the vet for something. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, you find out it's actually a girl. And you're like, but what are you going to change the name now? No, you never, like... Kevin is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. funny. Sometimes people can't tell the genders in, like, kittens a lot of the time, which I think is very odd. I think people just don't know. I don't know, but it's, like, different, too. Like, if you have a... Where you live, if you have a female cat or a male cat, like, in your territory, like, behind your... Behind, like, uh... Behind your building, because, like, you like the noises are, like... Uh, and the smells. My I don't parents, this. I don't have this. I've never had the smell problem. Oh, uh, my parents growing up, they had a neighbor who had two or three cats, and they were indoor-outdoor cats, and the guy cats would just piss all along the side of my parents' house. So, like, when it's nice out, we would open the windows and be like, oh, no, shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I it's the thing like that windows like I wish like I need to be in a place that's like I love to leave the windows open like I oh, could just like like leave the windows open forever like like I just wish I could just have like walls that open up to the outside yes. like in my indoor outdoor living so like my like until where I live in Tel Aviv it's five minutes from the sea I leave it open and I have like that sea breeze that comes like right in and Ooh, stuff it's time. like uh it's great and that's when it gets dusty Yes, that's when it gets dusty because the window's open. Yeah. Can't win them all. Right. You know, this is how I look at life. You win some and you lose some. You know, you usually lose them, but sometimes you win one. Oh, and it feels so good when you win one. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah, you lost both phones. You, you, but you, I got one you back. You got one back! And good. I met... Lots of culture along the way. Man, I cannot believe that happened. No, I can. That's why, if I didn't think there was any chance, I would be like, no, we're not going to go look for your phone. But when you woke up in the morning and was like, let's go track it, it's in the Sunfresh parking lot, I was like, you know what? If there's anybody on earth that is probably going to get some good luck its way, it's probably fucking Eric. Let's go. Whatever. Let's try. <laughs> and, and when I saw those people sitting behind the side. But sitting, the Great Clips or something? Sitting behind the, the Great Clips in the alley. I was like, I would never go up to somebody randomly sitting where I think I may have drunkenly left my phone. But I think he needs to just go ask if something's going to happen. And you came running back like this. I was like, oh, yeah, something happened. Yeah, so we met <laughs> these people. And they're, they're really cool. And this, she was a... Uh, she was a saint. She was, like, one of those kinds of women that, like, when you, like, like I don't know, sometimes I can get kind of stoned at things, like, and talk and, like, you know, like, try to, like, I like trying to, like, break the ice. This girl was all business. <laughs> like, this guy was, out of, well, this guy also, like, he was where I got the phone, like, talking to him, like, he, oh, this guy did not know how to talk. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, anyway, so she was, like, I don't need to hear the story. He's trying to get his phone back. You need to tell him where you are, how to get his, where to go, like, <laughs> And wow, she was uh, she was like a saint right there. She's like, I don't need your whole story. He need to get his phone back. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's wild. And then we had to go to a rehabilitation center where this guy was who pawned it. Yeah. <laughs> who so he got it and he like he, so, I don't know this guy. It's clearly not an iPhone. And he's like he said he like traded some stereo equipment for it and he thought it was an iPhone and he got his iPhone. It's clearly an Android. And then he's like oh try to use it and it's like totally locked and he can't use it. Didn't he, didn't try unlocking it before he pawned it for pawned it? And then he was, and then when I met him he's like but do you know anyone who has an Apple or an iPhone or whatever like. Uh, like, I'm still trying to get one. I can trade him this laptop. This laptop, I had to teach this guy how to open a laptop Lord. to try and get his email. Like, do you have a phone number? He's like, no, this is why I had to buy the phone. Like, I don't have a phone. Like, I tried to get a phone. He had, like, 15 different emails. I had to, like, I try to look them up. Like, this guy. You've only been back for less than four days in the U.S.? And this <laughs> no, is not, like, for, not for four days. Less, less than three no, 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 it's just in He's Kansas. In I got back, I, uh, I came back and I surprised my mom for mother, Mother's Day. Oh, okay, really? Right I showed up to, I just, I didn't tell anybody I was coming. Uh-huh. I just showed up on Mother's Day at the family barbecue. Did they love it? I got it, it on video. It's, uh, Did they love it? I only told my cousin and they picked me up from the train station. Hey, man, shout out to all the mothers right now. This is a hard time to be a Did mom. Did your mom love it? Yeah, but she told me no more surprises. No more surprises? <laughs> She's like, I know this. She's like, I was talking to somebody, and they said it's a great surprise, and it's amazing that you're home. But 
I was talking to this old woman, and she hasn't seen her son for like thirty years. And because like it was something about like when Russia She's got like, divided, so when, when like right now when Russia when like was divided and like the Berlin and stuff like that and things, and so he said that like he was like uh, gonna like um, he's gonna fly to Israel or whatever his flow. And he said, <coughs> "Mom, pick me up from the airport." Whatever. She got so excited. I haven't seen him in thirty years. She had a heart attack. She didn't die. She didn't die. Oh. But, oh yeah, because she's telling her the story. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought about, I, I thought about, it. I was like, no, my mom. I think my mom's healthy enough to handle a surprise. I thought, I thought this through. I had this, I had this thought about it. You had, you thought about. I thought that. that. I was like, no, my mom. She, she still looks good. She, 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 goes, to, um, she goes to, um, she goes to, um, she goes to like, um, what do you call it? Aerobics, um, Pilates. No, I don't know. The she gym. Goes, a trainer. A trainer. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. How old is your mom? I don't know. It changes every year. You have to know how. Nah. What year was your mom born? That is born? like the wittiest answer ever. That's funny. I don't know. It changes every year. Who can keep up? How old is your mom? I know. I can tell you how old that I am. You're 28. I'm born in 94, so yeah, 28. How I'm, old is your oldest sibling? Five years older than me. Ah. Hmm. I'm the youngest. Hmm. I have two older sisters. Okay, And so after one of my other sisters is in Colorado now, so after Kansas, I'm going to visit my sister in Colorado. Oh, yeah, nice. You're on the track, man. I love actually, on one track. time, like I, I actually came home last year and I surprised my mom for her birthday. But I was gonna also like, it's so, like my mom, it's like my mom's. I was gonna like, uh, it's my sister's birthday. Then a few days later, my mom's birthday. Then my parents' anniversary. Like June's like a very like, big like month for us. So like, uh, I planned it to land on my sister's birthday to surprise my sister. And then then two days later, I go and surprise my mom or whatever. But then my sister just moved to Colorado, so I planned to land in New York uh, at my sister's no. birthday. But then my sister lived and moved to Colorado. That's but I couldn't say anything because, like, like it was a surprise. So damn, damn, dude, you're you're adventurous, man. You're adventurous. You're very thoughtful. That's dope. I love that. So how so? How long do you plan to stay out here in the U.S.? Then? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You said you're subletting my life. Yeah, so I, so basically, I don't know. My life can go in a million different directions, I and I could be happy with any of them. I yeah. could tell. You were supposed Every... to be out there for three weeks. <laughs> I could tell. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, well, that's. I mean, I admire that, dude. I I admire that, and the fact that you're still fucking out here. You know, like you said, you're still working for her, but at the same time, doing your own stuff. It's like. What a beautiful opportunity that you were you were granted, and you know it's just gonna continue going. It's gonna continue going. Life is life is amazing. That's tight. So everything flows. Everything, it's just one with the ebb and flow. I see it. And it's like things that like there's like things that you like used to be like you're like oh how is this working like this is the biggest thing in my mind right now huh. and you think back like oh man that was so like well that was nothing compared to like you know what I mean like yeah. it all just worked itself out just you know just. Time keeps happening, and you just got to make the best of what you got with it. That's crazy. Every every adventure could be an experience. Everything could be an opportunity. Well, it kind of feels like we're going back in time. Because I hate to start winding down on the show and ending it with some bad news. But as we know, just what, two days ago, Roe versus Wade was overturned? Yeah. So here in the U.S., it's starting to feel like we're kind of heading back. And then in Canada, they discovered that... Uh, fucking old ass woolly mammoth so it's like what's going on over here in the in the western hemisphere 
We're fucking shit out. We're heading yeah. back in time. We opened up a wormhole, and I think we're heading back in time. Every place has its things. Oh Lord, I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better. What are your? What are you? Uh, what are your, some of your? The biggest things you're looking forward to, within like the next year or two. Next year or two. Mm-hmm. Whether it's life events or, you know, projects that you're about to finish. Or things you'd like to do, places you'd like to visit. Well, in the next in my life, I want to see the world. Um, the yeah, most I mean, should you already started? But Might the well. most important thing to me is to make sure that the smile doesn't fade, and like you, you gotta keep being happy. Surround myself with good people yeah. to be able to like do things that I like and interest. And everywhere you go is an opportunity to learn something new, gain experiences. Life is learning is from experiences. I can tell you lots of things uh, in lots of different languages or <laughs> about like uh, different uh, things, but because uh, if I'm not ha- if like I'm not smiling, then whatever I look forward to, like, what does it matter? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, there's some good things coming up. Uh, there's always there's always like I said, like there's some bad news, but then you'll always find another great story on the other side too. Like. True. There's always a silver lining. <coughs> like you just telling me about a project in Kansas City today about to put uh, to build a park over the uh, I seventy and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and that could like if that goes through in Kansas, that would bring Kansas like the city of Kansas like <coughs> into like a, the next like level in like urban planning, oh, like, and, like more into the future uh-huh. of like trends of urban planning and like uh, re re. Revitalization, rejuvenating city, and connecting the city that was divided by this mm-hmm. highway in between. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, I think it's about to happen because we already see the expansion of the streetcar happening, and they say that's supposed to go from the River Market where you know we rode it to the to Union Station, all the way up to UMKC eventually. And it's and then the it plan was, is to send it even further. Yeah, I saw it at UMKC so, station. And then also the fact that it's like completely free mm-hmm. and it's still like, it's still sanitary mm-hmm. and it's still like, you don't, you feel safe on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great, it's a great thing for the city to have. Mm-hmm. I think the one rule that's make you, that's keeping it safe and like people aren't just like sitting on it all day long is the fact that when it gets from River Market all the way to Union Station, they say, okay, everybody has to get off mm-hmm. and it sits there for like 15 minutes, just like unattended. Mm-hmm. So there's always like a flow of people coming and going off of it, and so, so they don't, it's not getting like they don't give you the opportunity to litter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then they boot you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of expansion happening. We have, we see a uh, women's soccer team is about to add, um, I think a stadium right there in the River Market area or somewhere in like North KC, like in that really? in the area. Yeah. Stadiums um, that, within urban centers and cities are um very uh a very great way of revitalizing downtown and bringing money and mm-hmm. bringing money and, and people to downtown. Mm-hmm. You saw like there was this family. You saw that uh, stadiums used to like thinking. be in cities and then they start moving outside into the suburbs and things like that to get big or whatever. But you can look at the cities like Baltimore as mm-hmm. Camden Yards where they uh, they brought it back and they did it mm-hmm. and uh, it it just brings people back to mm-hmm. the center like these big large events bringing things to people. I think the Vikings in Minnesota built a stadium like five years ago. It's right just hard because it takes up so much land. So much, yeah. <laughs> and the traffic and the parking when there's already like none. Yeah, so I grew up like I was in New York so like, so, like mm-hmm. if you go to like um, 
games, like in some stadiums, you just take the train and the, it, the, the, the really is, you don't, I don't even, I don't even think about parking. Like, yeah. like in some places in the cities, like in Tel Aviv, like here, like Kansas City, it's built all around cars, parking mm -hmm. everywhere, things are spread out. Like in Tel Aviv, like there's plans to like reduce and like limit cars to even be mm -hmm. able to come into the city at all and make it more like walking friendly, pedestrian friendly, bike yeah. friendly, and with like a tr subway and transportation. <coughs> I'm not gonna lie, I think And the air the will way, be so much cleaner. That's the way KC should move. <laughs> well, I think that is how they're moving, yeah. with the train that's going all the way to the plaza. Yeah, because I think at least during like the weekends and stuff, we should probably eliminate cars driving up and down the streets and make it more like a pedestrian environment. Yeah. Birds, bikes, and people walking. Yeah. Because our infrastructure, it's beautiful, and it's already very, very like, tight and congested yeah. and there is no more opportunity to develop outward on roads so it's like well if you can't solve the traffic issue then just eliminate traffic period as i just tell them not to and also like the quality of air and things like that too like yeah. like when you're sitting there like there's not all the exhaust or whatever and also like especially uh, during corona time in tel aviv uh they did this they closed more and more roads off and then, like, all the bars and restaurants and things, like, there was this one street called Nachalat Ben Yamin. Can use the street. And, and they just put milk crates all over the streets, and people were, like, nice. order, and they like wouldn't sit in the street. Mm. And actually, all the bars, like, and they, were, they weren't allowed to sit inside or whatever, or restaurants were closed, or it was takeout only. Mm. So the restaurant, there was, in the lockdown, there was what was called, uh, restaurants that didn't, like, could be takeout only. Mm. So what everyone yeah. would do is they just set, like, um milk crates outside and things and you'd go and you uh you order the takeout and you they bring you your takeout yeah like you outside the there was one time there's takeout it got affected everything because they tried to get this so all mm. stories like you couldn't do it they could only do like delivery you couldn't go there and pick it up anymore yeah so they made this so i used to have to i used to um, on friday like when i go um when i go visit my family mm -hmm. there's this one flower shop i like to go to or whatever and buy like the flowers and even the flower shop i would like go i would go in, I would tell him what I want, and I would go, I'd stand across the street on the corner, and then he would come, and then tell me, I'd then take my money, or like, the, ca mm -hmm. the cash, or whatever, and he would deliver it to me across the street, mm -hmm. and like, it was like, literally, I'm standing here, and you're standing here, and he just walks across the street and gives it to me, and it's delivery service. What the <laughs> hell? I love that. Like, <laughs> Wait, you have family in Israel? Uh, so, So, um, basically what happened is, like, my family is from there, but, like, they left in, like, I 1906 yeah. or whatever. My family's been in, like, America for a very long time and mm -hmm. things like that. And, like, some of the family went that way, but my family's all in America. But, like, my dad, like, gave me the family tree, and I started looking back or whatever, and I started seeing, this, oh, my God, there's all this family that I have in Israel. So, like, I just started calling people. It's like, hi, do you speak English? You don't know me, but we're related. Mm. And like some people like hung up or like was not hung up. I was like, okay, I never really heard from them again. And this one person said like, what do you mean? And I was like, what? And it was like right before Rosh Hashanah, which is like the Jewish New Year. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what are you doing for the holidays? And I'm like, nothing. I don't know anything. She's like, okay, you're coming here. And then like apparently what like, the and then like my aunt, she like, like, uh, yes, the members. So my cool. aunt and like from like the nineteen like thirties was like last like fifties was the last time like they saw each other or something like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, she, Edna, like oh, yeah, Marsha. So it gets a little bit far back, but, like, basically, like, um, my my dad's grandfather, my, my, uh, my mother's, my grandma's father, mm -hmm. um, two brother, like, two brothers um, came back, like, there's three brothers or whatever, and an older sister and stuff. So, and, and so some of the brothers, like, 
went to America, but some of the siblings were older, so they stayed back in. Mm-hmm. They stayed back. Mm. That's not that far back. That's like great, great. Yeah. Aunt. So uh, yeah. Great, great aunt. So um, and there's things like that, and uh, but then there's also just like cousins or whatever. Like I have this. It's basically this one. It's my mother's first cousin, which I go to for all of the the family things that I knew growing up, but um. I call them like my, they're like older, my older, I call them like my aunt and my uncle, they're not really my aunt and my Mm. uncle, but like, they're like, it's like going to like my, it's like an aunt and uncle, so like, I have like, cousins and stuff there, Mm. and I'm finding all, I'm finding Mm. out like, this whole new family, just calling people, like saying, hi, we're related, and like, oh, some of them are great people, like, I stayed with them, I visited them, like now, and like, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, like, like I was sending yesterday, my, uh, my pops a couple years ago he did his genealogy and he went and he traced it back and apparently I might have descendants um, from that region as well and I'd be curious to at least visit it to see just what the land is like yeah like you were like. saying like that like you're saying so I tell you like how old the city I was uh, I was born in or whatever mm-hmm. so you said your name is uh, Ever which in Hebrew is mm-hmm. uh, Ever which is like Shem and Ever mm-hmm. which is like, like uh, the sons of like Noah and the Ark in the Bible mm-hmm. and so the cave of them is in the, that they say is the cave of that location, like yeah. who you're named after, yeah. was in the center of the city that I lived in the north that I said I just ended up in in the mountains. <laughs> That's crazy. It's yeah. called the cave of Shem and Ever. The cave of Shem and Ever. And Shem is Noah's Shem. son, and like from Noah and the Ark, mm-hmm. and his grandson, and like this is after the cave, like this is the cave. Huh. That's so awesome. So I don't know, like... That's a huge coincidence. That's what they... Uh, <laughs> wow, so I survived post-Noah? Post <laughs> Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Uh, interesting story. I would, yeah, because whenever he traced it back, I think as far as he had gotten was uh, that we were exiled. So then we ended up having to go to Spain. Yeah. But um, that's where our Spanish, uh, blood bloodline comes from, I guess, because we're from Spain. But it's like where we really were from was from over there. Yeah, there's lots so, of people like that. Man, that's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'd I'd love like I said I'd love to visit both Spain and Israel. You know, I'd love to just. Um, I've been to both places and they. I highly recommend uh, both of them. Besides those countries, Bulgaria and stuff like that, what other countries have you traveled to? Um. A lot, I guess not a lot, but like like to think like I don't know. There's different things, and sometimes you just like. Sometimes you just have an open mind. Like, I didn't know I was going to go to Bulgaria. I just, like, okay, I want to go somewhere. I just look and, like, you just put in the date where to go. And then there's a flight to anywhere. And you just pick whatever the flight is you want, the times or whatever. And you can be to anywhere. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to, there's a Bulgaria. Okay, so one time I saw a great, there was, like, a great uh, ticket to to go to Cyprus. So I just went to Cyprus. (laughs) Like, like I was looking Mm. one time and there was, like, I was looking to go, there's a southern city in a lot in Israel called a lot which is a port city mm. and like sometimes you're just looking and like it's like the desert resort city on mm. the Red Sea like it's a cool spot mm-hmm. and you're like it's cheaper to fly to Cyprus for the weekend than to just go down to a lot for the weekend <laughs> and a lot is also supposed to be a tax-free shopping zone mm. too so it's like they say tax-free to like mm-hmm. get everything to go down there but just so in the middle of nowhere that like um <laughs> That, uh... What the hell? There you go there. But I've been there a few times. I, I biked there to the southern tip. It's out there in the desert. It's a, it's a great city. You can see uh, four countries at once uh-huh. in the sea. You can see Egypt, 
Saudi Arabia, Jordan, and Israel all at once. All on the Red Sea. Is the water amazing out there? Okay, so the water, it's so Israel has some interesting, uh, some water. There's four seas. Uh-huh. You have the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on Earth, which is like you float or whatever, and like it's I don't know, like the Dead Sea. It's you float. It's you live. You just it's no, it's called the Dead Sea. It's so dead that they can live in it. It's the lowest point on Earth, and you literally just go in. You lean back and you float. If you have a cut, you will burn. It's so uh, like because all the salt or what? Yeah, it's yeah. so salty and like. There's all these body things and like the salt. So and you'll find out. You just like, take you, the you mud and you rub it on your skin and like it's so nice. After you just lean back and you float. Huh. It's crazy, man. Like you can sit there reading a newspaper. Like, <laughs> that is Just cool. like Google floating the Dead Sea. That is cool as fuck. Um, okay, so what are some of the... And then you have the sea uh-huh. and then you have the Red Sea, which it's like in the water is so clear. Like you can go down to... And the corals and the reefs are so beautiful. Huh. You can like go down to your toes and like, like to your to the, the water level is at your eyes, and you can still see perfectly to your toes. The water is crystal clear. In the Red Sea. Yeah, there's great uh, there's great scuba diving down there in the Red Sea, and then you have the Mediterranean Sea, uh-huh. which is I live a five minute walk from, and uh, I love it. It's great. Um, <laughs> I love going out there, um, and then you also have the Sea of Galilee, which is the only fresh water. Uh-huh. So like you have like all your different you have a little bit of everything there. And the country is very tiny, but you have everything. You so have everything mountains within, and within forests the in travel? the north. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I can see how many like hours it took me to bike across Israel, but um, shit or walk cause I, did, I <laughs> But um, no, you can probably uh-huh. view the whole country maybe in like seven hours or something like north to south. It's like a diamond shape. That is amazing. Um, so everything, so like when I was working in Israel and stuff like that, like uh-huh. I would have days off or this or that. So some days I would just like go co- co- things. You, you just don't have so much work or whatever. Uh-huh. You just like go away for a day. You're going to take a vacation. But it's like you can always just like go anywhere in the country and everything. There's a great bus system and you can just always get back within a day or whatever. Like on the buses, there's a great bus system. Uh-huh. goes all over. And also I can take my bicycle and just put my bicycle under the bus sometimes too. Uh-huh. Wow. So did you ever travel to like uh to like Iraq or like Saudi Arabia and stuff? Um, I've been to Egypt. I've been in the Sinai. There's this amazing city called Dahab. Uh-huh. So actually, I just decided to went there. It was actually a couple of it was a couple of weeks ago. I went and I wanted to go to Cairo. You know, like one of the oldest cities uh-huh. on the planet. Like see the pyramids and everything. And um, Shit. I went to the Taba border crossing, and. Um, so I, and, uh, like I went, so I went to Egypt, and I didn't know it's just a tourist visa, so you're not actually Sinai, but Egypt is a Sinai, so I wanted to go to Cairo, but I couldn't go to Cairo, mm. because the, there's, a, there's checkpoints, so they just sent me on a, the military didn't let me go through, because I had the wrong visa, mm. so they just sent me back to the city called Dahab. The only reason I went to the city to Dahab was because I was told I have to go here to get a bus to get to Cairo. So I got back on this bus, but I got off this bus, and this city, it must have been two streets, it was like, like and it was... So chill, so amazing, so incredible. Like Dahab, like it was also like. I I had I stayed in this one hostel and it was on top of a twenty four seven liquor store and like you could just see the sea like I don't know like this vibe. It was so chill. I think everyone there is like a scuba culture. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And then it's near Mount Sinai, so I uh, mm-hmm. I I went to the top of Mount Sinai. I hiked Mount Sinai. Nice. That is wild. 
it's crazy out there. So I went. So in Egypt, when you hike Mount Sinai, you need a, um, you need a, uh, for tourism, the better you need a, t- a tour guide, and it's yeah. always going to be a better one, like from local from the local from the area, and stuff. So um, they make you uh, have a, have a tour guide to go yeah. to the top. It's just you have to pay someone. They keep employment, give them jobs that way, I guess. So we go and. My tour guy's name is Hamid. I meet. I met this guy. I went this guy, and it was uh, actually a really cool guy. He uh, lived in England now, but he was from Tunisia. Mm-hmm. So he spoke like a little bit. Of, so he spoke Arabic. It wasn't Egyptian Arabic. It mm-hmm. was from Tunisia, but he uh, he spoke Arabic. And um, we were this tour guide, and his name was Hamid. And this dude, we get a little bit up the mountain, and like it's his job just to walk up and down the mountain, and. He fakes a heart attack like three no feet, way. like three, like he's like sitting there smoking cigarettes, smoking cigarettes, smoking cigarettes, and then like he's like he fakes a heart attack, so he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to go up to the top, and we're like he's like no no I wait you go or whatever, and then like I see him later he's like sitting there like, smoking a cigarette again after like dude all right you know what's hilarious it must be a cigarette smoker thing, I actually used to work with a guy who used to smoke cigarettes hella. And I called him out for it when he was on a cigarette break. Came inside the shop and faked the faked the heart attack. No cap. No cap. So damn, dude, they got you too. But he was fine then afterwards. You didn't call the ambulance or nothing. No. First of all, we're in the middle of we're in the nowhere. middle of nowhere in Egypt. Uh, it's Mount Sinai in Egypt. The closest place is Saint Catherine. Oh I think. my god. Uh, so anyway, like, but you know, but he didn't even have a flashlight. I mean, some of these Bedouins, like, uh-huh. like they know the land. Like, I don't know. I swear, like. I just think they're the what keepers the of the, like, like, like the, like, not the keep, like, the, they just, they just know the desert, like, huh. the, the land, like, I don't know. The, the, the historians. They're like the sustainers of the, yeah. <laughs> the, go, the, the sustainers of the, of the desert, the they just know the land, yeah. Um, so, like, they don't, uh, they, like, wear, like, their sandals or whatever, they smoke lots of, they smoke cigarettes, and, uh, like, they're just, they, like, they don't need flashlights, they just know it, but, like, but then he's, like, borrowed my flashlight the whole time and he took it, but, like... I mean, we went to the top, whatever, it was fine, we did it by ourselves, like, and stuff, but, like, we did it before, kind of, like, there were, like, some cool, like, shirt, like, buildings and things that like, built, like, when you have a tour guide, like, it's mm-hmm. cool, like, they can actually, like, cause normally I never go for a tour guide, and, like, I mean, every city has, like, these free, to- like, free tours of a city, like, free walking tours, lots of them, especially yeah. in Europe, or things like that, and so, um, I do those, but when you for a tour like you actually like want to like okay like you can point this thing out yeah. but he just faked a heart attack and we met him out. Like, and then he, get, and he gave us his bag to carry because like they, they bring things so we had to carry his bag to the top to give to somebody else because no. he was supposed to meet him to give the bag to somebody else <laughs> You're like, oh, he bamboozled you. Whatever, it was fine. But, he, but I forgot my binoculars and my binoculars my cousin gave me she's an antique she does antiques uh in like Long Island in New Hampshire and I was like I always wanted a pair of like uh, these magnifying glasses or whatever yeah. I think I have them upstairs and like they're these like antique like from the 1800 binoculars and like nice. I actually left them and he's like okay like you go to the top I'll go back and I'll just meet you at the bottom or whatever and he got he got them for me so nice. I, 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 was, I was gonna go back and then try and run back and stuff and there's, we, had, we had a bus that was gonna pick us up after the sunrise because we did it we hiked up in pitch black so we can watch the sunrise over yeah. so the sunrise over the desert and uh, I can show you pictures like it was like how is it hiking in the pitch black um yeah it was pitch black because I gave him the flashlight um (laughs) (laughs) you took the you went back and did oh whatever I did it I I, I don't usually use lights like like, like, I'm fine like but there was this one part at the end where it was just like straight like 
like lots of steps, but I can like show you some pictures or something. But yeah, Mount Sinai is uh, great. And so I was just thinking like in Israel, there's lots of things that like go like Mount Sinai or whatever. Like it's like an important thing in like religious things. So I live next to a place called like with a pizza, like everything's in this place. I'm like, oh, it's a little bit different from the Mount Sinai pizza place or like the Mount Sinai hospital or like <laughs> things like this is it. That's so crazy. So I gotta ask, you know, I don't think I've actually, I don't think I've been curious enough to ask this whole time, but how how's this shit on the Gaza Strip? Is it really as bad as people say it is? Like, what do you mean? Well, so I'm not allowed to go there, and I can't get in there. So like, I can't. I oh, you, oh, you can't go under. I'm not allowed to go there. Oh, well, because so, I've always heard that it's a little, it's shit um, is tough out there, but. You know? Uh yeah, it's I don't know. uh it's like a I said, uh, I don't it's a kind of ignorant. But I was zooming <laughs> into the map right now trying to see if I could. Yeah, find so a I mountain. can explain. So I've uh, uh oh, so I can show you the so this, this is the mountain ranger here. So right here this is Mount Sinai, you can see like that's uh -huh. it there. It's actually not the tallest mountain in it. it there's a taller mountain, but you can't go there. Huh. And then this is a city called Dahab. This is a lot where I said and I remember how I said like where I live it's a desert, but it's like along yeah. the coast, so like it doesn't really feel like there. So, um, is that the place that you said right there is, this uh, is the dead fresh sea. water? No, this is the oh, dead that's sea. The dead sea. Okay, this okay. is, where's, uh, where's so the this is the dead water? sea. This is the one where you just float. This is the one that's the red sea that, um, you can, uh, um, see it's so clear. Yeah. Now this is, uh, I went here. So then up here you have, uh, um, this is the sea of Galilee or the Canaret. Huh. Um, and this is, uh, the only freshwater source in Israel. Okay. And then right here, there's, you see there's a city called Tzfat, Safed. Uh -huh. That's the city where I went and lived in, in the, in the village, in the mountains or whatever, where the cave of Sheb and Ever is. But like I said, like, Israel is very, very okay. small. Where is that? Show it again. I'll show you But you see, like, I told you, Israel is a very small mm -hmm. country, diamond shape, but look at how much, like, diverse, like, the, like, the, the, the like, terrain is. The terrain. It's yeah. like, it's so small, but you have... Like you, do have you don't, a little bit you don't of have the tallest mountains, but you have the uh -huh. mountains. You don't have the Grand Canyon, but you have like Ramon's Crater, which mm -hmm. is like the the version of Grand Canyon. You have the mountains. You have that is have true. It, it does have a little bit of everything. As opposed, to if you look at Kansas, it's like so. It's only like oh, three. Like, like, you get desert and a little bit of woods. So yeah, zoom into where's the Ever Canyon or the Ever Cave? I mean, the Cave of Shem and Ever. Shem. Shem. Ever. Spell that. Shem. E. V, so hold on a second. So this is Beirut. That's mm -hmm. Lebanon, and now so I went a little bit north. How is Lebanon? I know a lot of people from Lebanon. Yeah. Um. So also we're not not is is Israeli. I'm not supposed to go there, but as an American, I can. So this is a city called it's called Sfat. It's a, uh, it's, so this is the one that I was living. In. I can't see from this angle. So. Uh -huh. okay, so Mount Meron oh. is right here, uh -huh. and now uh, this is. It's the next town on the road uh -huh. after. So. Baram, Baram National Park. Hmm. So there's a street here. And so the city, it's just literally the top of the mountain. And you see at the top, it's called Matsuda. It's like a citadel. Mm -hmm. And like, it's literally the city is just like the top of the mountain. Hmm. Um, and that's how like all these are in the north. Like you asked me about like light pollution and stuff. So you see this mountain and the next mountain. So I know there's just like these little cities on top of different mountains. And you can just see like different cities on top of different mountains and those, so the stars out there and so that's where like the views are amazing yeah this is like rolling hills it's uh it's very beautiful up there and then like so it's like 
kind of like the woods of Israel. And then like you mm -hmm. have things that are different down here in the desert where it's just so different. And like I've learned going through the desert, like because mm -hmm. I biked across the desert and there's so many different types of desert. Like sometimes like it's just like all rock. Sometimes mm -hmm. like it's uh -huh. sand. Sometimes it's like rocky sand or just pebbles. Mm -hmm. Like or like there's like sometimes it's like the sand dunes or whatever. Like you just and you smell different things. Like I don't know. You just like I said, it smells like every place has a unique smell. Hmm. And like so, like I've learned all the smells of here, of each <laughs> place. That's crazy. And then over here, says so like reminds me of Kansas. So in this area over here, you have, and then also again up here, just like Kansas, you have lots of sunflower fields. Oh, nice! Really? No way. Yeah. What the hell, bro? That. That's cool. Yeah, there's some sunflower fields. So sometimes I get to like, I go. Sometimes when I miss Kansas, I uh, go out to the sunflower fields. Aww. Have you been to Cyprus? Is that like a long? Yeah, that's where that's where he was telling us that he ended up. <coughs> yeah, so uh, that's Cyprus. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's like an island country. Mm -hmm. Um, I speak mostly. Where I went, I went to. Um, they speak Greek. Um, mm -hmm. mostly. Yeah, and, beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, some places like. Yeah. Would you say that uh, living over there? You've been influenced into a different style of architecture than living than before when you were uh, going to school here. Okay, yeah. So there's I don't know. There's different kinds of projects. So I was really always interested in like houses and things like that, and like doing houses mm -hmm. and other civic projects. But now, like I in my job in Israel, we do a lot of like we do a lot of public architecture. Mm -hmm. And so I said like I have some projects and like once you give them up, like whatever, it's a crime. Like I'm never gonna go into someone's house again. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when you design like like a restaurant or a movie theater or things like that you get to go back into your space and enjoy it and i get to go sometimes i just go to the buildings and like chill in my spaces so and that's kind of cool yeah. so you said like, you do sometimes i just like i like i there's like, like i put this in like I, like uh and I, I designed that couch custom with this space custom and i go and i just sit i mean i know it's not my couch but like i just sit and i mean i like I'm on the most, I'm like, I'm, I feel like such a king in a public space, like, yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah. in like, a, some lobby of a building, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah. oh man. I did that. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy it, like. Hell yeah. I mean, like, like, I, like, looking like, it took me a hundred hours to do that ceiling plan, <laughs> and just the ceiling plan, like, figure out where to put each of those lights, and then the contractor didn't put them in the right spot. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I'd love to do that, man. I feel like, you wanna, <clears throat> when I first started, I mean, growing up, I guess, start grow being creative and stuff as a kid. I used to be into wrestling a lot. Really, I used to wrestle. I was on the wrestling team too in high school. Yeah, I'm talking me about too. I used to, uh, when I first got into wrestling, I was into like uh, ECW, which is extreme wrestling, yeah, 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 and yeah. then like WWE. So one of the things I liked about that that type of wrestling is all the different stages it would come out in. Like all the different like pay per views had like interesting stages. So, so I would always ask my mom, hey, bring cardboard home, you know, bring cardboard and tape, and I'll buy tape. So I just started designing my own stages for all, like, the different figurines, and I used to take pictures of them, I'd draw them out. I'd, like, legit go into architecture mode before I even knew what geometry, building shit, any of that shit was. I was, like, a like little kid. But here I was building these badass different stages to the T, and they were structurally sturdy. You know, they didn't collapse, they didn't fall. I knew exactly where to put, like, the... You know the beams per se you know to keep the building up and i was like wow this is what i want to do when i grow up and as i started getting older i started fucking around with like sims and then city tycoon and really that whole dude that whole 
industry of like video game and creative uh art and building shit my whole high school that has been my that's my biggest interest really? where i fucked up was that in in high school i had the opportunity to join drafting yeah and i think i signed up for like some other bullshit because i didn't understand what drafting meant like i don't know what that was so i was just like hey, i'm gonna sign up for art and who knows whatever the fuck else there was like. a so that's where i went wrong because that would have been there was an architecture class that i had in high school and like it was like architecture, but like it was like um i don't know like it was like talk things but there's one thing that i definitely that i really i think i took from that one class mm. my first architecture in high school class like architecture doesn't really start until like college at least for me or whatever mm. like the actual education of it and when you actually started like the first time in architecture school you're not even designing buildings like mm. they're just projects to like at least have my school at like, oh. ku was which i want to get there is like there's different kinds of school and the university of kansas is a school focused on design mm-hmm. there's other schools that are technicals which they only like teach you how to like draft and things mm. like that and, like, how to, like, make plans and do mm-hmm. this and do, like, at KU, they really want us to, like, be, like, creative and things. Mm-hmm. And they, like, want to, like, they want us to be able to be the ones that are making these projects mm-hmm. like you got at the Nelson Atkins mm-hmm. and the Black Building or things mm-hmm. like that. Not just, like, mm-hmm. you see some of the buildings we were talking about, like, that hallway we were in and yeah. things like that and those apartments and yeah. stuff yeah. Like, like that. Yeah, like, those function, think beauty, um, make it a landmark. Yeah, so, um... It was, like, the first, like, I remember, like, the first, like we were in school for so long, and then we finally got to, she goes, okay, I'm finally going to give you a project where you get mm-hmm. to design a space. And, like, we were just giving, like, like, five, like, square planes and, like, some sticks, and, like, we just had to, like, do something like that, but it was a long time, and, like, we didn't just start designing mm-hmm. buildings, like, it's, uh, they want us to, like, you know, be able to, they want us to be able to, to, to think side. and, like, ask mm-hmm. questions and things, and, like, and then, like, huh. the education of how to make the drawings will follow huh. yeah. that and stuff like that. I mean, and before I left, so, like, um, what we did was there's a program called Studio 804, which is one of the reasons why I went to KU, which was uh, basically in one year, nine months, we uh, basically, uh, with under our professor, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Rockhill, uh, we, uh, we sat down and you built, you got, as a nonprofit, uh, we, we bought a piece of land, mm-hmm. we just designed, we made, we, all, we made the drawings for the house, mm-hmm. and we did all the construction work ourselves, and then we sold it, and then that money went to uh, the next year, so they have money to be able to build a house, and like, and we were just like free labor, and lots of it was donations and things, and <laughs> so we built a floating glass oh. box in Lawrence, yeah. and I mean, if that ha- like honestly, that was one of the best decisions I made, because like I said, I just like showed up in like Israel and stuff, but I was like, okay, like I have like something I did, like... Maybe, like, as, like, I showed up, like, even though, like, I didn't know a word of Hebrew, mm-hmm. and it sent to me, I was like, okay, this is, like, or, like, I, or, like, I showed her, like, my projects from school or stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in architecture, like, lots of things are just, like, subjective, mm-hmm. like, like I was saying before when we were talking, like, so, I designed something for you way different than I could design something for your neighbor, because it's how you live in the space. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> as corny, yeah, if you as, like corny it, as it you sounds, I need to get back into, like, The Sims. I need to get The Sims to get my feet wet again. So you know what I used to do on The Sims? I spent like my whole like uh, childhood on The Sims. I used to put my, I used to build houses. I used to put them online, and people would download my houses. That is sick. That is awesome. That's sick. <laughs> See, I used to just build them. I used to just build them. And then, oh, I would just have built. I never really them. played The Sims. I just loved building. And that, now, now you saw you saw me working today a little bit, like uh, doing some of my projects, yeah. and it's like. I'm like, I mean, I like, it's, you see, like, my yeah, model, it's, it's, like, it's like adult Sims, exactly. like, a little Dude, bit, like, that's, what, that's what I always said about, like, building stuff on the metaverse, because that's when I started kind of, like, building worlds, it's like, oh, it's almost like playing, like, a, like, a Sims game, it's simple, there it's kind of harder, because it doesn't snap to grid, yeah, oh, you know how snap- you, I know snap to grid, but also, 
I, 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 it's depending on what I was doing. I'd also have to, I, I knew all the cheat codes for the buildings, yeah. how to like make like split levels. I can like even the walls out at different yeah. levels and things, make half levels, and and I can make things move things. So, you know how everything I discovered when I played The Sims that I played Sims 2. Sims 2 was my one. I thought yeah. I, I tried Sims 3 and the ones after, but the way Sims 2 interface in the building was just, I figured each square to be two and a half feet. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I He's did it. Cut it down to a T. And right. stuff. And sometimes you have the room. Sometimes uh-huh. you know, your room is like you like often dining. Uh-huh. So you would make four squares wide, uh-huh. right? And things. But then you want the table. It, you couldn't center. The, you can't center the table. So I had the cheat code, and I would put the um. What I would do is there was those tiles that were the that were cut the four and the four, like you know, uh-huh. like the two different colors. So then they would dev- make that into a smaller grid, and I would do it off. And I would align things perfectly into the grid from the tiles, and and when you played it in mode, if you got the, if you were able to align the chairs at the table right, they would push in. Mm. And and I used the uh, and I used the grid on the tables to be able to that do it. That is sick. <laughs> that is. I said like I'm very good architect. I think lots yeah. of grids. Remember we did the maze today. Huh. We we did we did yeah. the, the glass maze today, and I was like and I was and we were like I was we were talking about our tricks about how we did it, uh-huh. and you said you were looking at the right at the top, uh-huh. and I said. I see that the tile is it's a it's a eighteen by eighteen gridded tile, and he just I can I'm thinking of it in floor plan of how he built this. Uh-huh. I think like that, and I see that every hallway is two tile width, and then sometimes and then after every two you have a one one tile width turn, uh-huh. and so like and you uh-huh. see like there's a two, and then where there was a glass wall, it was a wider gap between the tiles uh-huh. than where even though because we went through a glass maze at Nelson Atkins today. And so, like, it, like you can see where everyone just bumped their heads, all the yeah, little kids, yeah. everyone's oh, height. That was crazy. And so, like, you can just really, like, whack it. Like, it, it, was, it, was, yeah, it was pretty it was, clean. It was a good time, man. It was, it was great. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's not that big, but, like, it seemed forever. But anyway, so we were talking about our tricks and how to get through, and I was looking at the, the target pattern, because where there was a wall, it was a wider gap, slightly wider gap between mm. the tiles. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And you know what? Shout out Nelson Atkins, because all the different art... All the different installations, the little mini golf, the fucking birdies. Oh yeah, it's cool to see and, the birdies today. Like, there was one time I did a painting of the birdies, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. when I was uh, my freshman year, it was like yeah. my first time in Kansas City. I told you, and the birdies. Yeah. I told you, I took one of the best naps I ever took in my life on that <laughs> lawn next tight. to the birdies. Fuck yeah! I just remember I had said, a book. You I said, have you ever had an unforgettable nap? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, sometimes I just have unforgettable naps. Like it's like a really good nap. Fuck yeah. That's cool. So you're just sitting on the lawn with a book? Yeah. Passed out. You know, there's different types of naps. Like, so, okay, like, when you go to a park, like, there's different uh-huh. ways that like, you can, like, uh, take a nap mm-hmm. acceptable, publicly acceptable. Like, in it, like, there's, like, on your face, face down, not not on your side. But I figured the way to do it is you have to do it on your back with your knees up. Mm. You, this, this is the way to, like, like when you're on, like, those lawns, like, I feel like you're on your back with your knees up with the no. book. Like, no. it doesn't feel like you're, people don't think you're homeless. Like yeah. at the park or whatever, like just like trying to sleep there or whatever. No, I just passed out. Really uh, there was this, okay, so there was this one time in <laughs> Stockholm that I've learned my life. La- I, I, so you everything to, you happens. You try to apply that same knowledge over there? No, no, no. So everything that I say now, I didn't just come up with. I, mm-hmm. Something happened that I know right. this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Like, so I was, I think I was, uh, I was studying in Copenhagen for like a year or something. I was studying about in Copenhagen. And we went for a weekend trip to Stockholm. And uh, we went to this park, and all my friends were like, okay, we're going to be in the park, we have a picnic, we're in the park, with actually with a class. Mm-hmm. And as everyone was there, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, take it, like, like, uh, well, we're all supposed to, we were out, or whatever, and Copenhagen was a class trip, but, like, the teacher, we just met, and the teacher would, like, show us around the things, and mm-hmm. took us to public squares and things like that, and show. They, they basically, like, used the city, like, they, the school used the cities mm-hmm. as the classroom. It was incredible. 
so how we show like uh, right. and stuff and so like we go and we bring our books and like you say okay we're going here just make drawings and sketch what you see and things like that like you, i think a sketchbook everywhere i go right. I, I have it actually it's like right over there upstairs and like i write my stories mm-hmm. and i have drawings with them or whatever so we're all supposed to be sketching everyone's there sketching yeah. i fall asleep in the lawn but there's like i said there's a way to yeah. uh do it publicly acceptable yeah. I did it face down in the ground with my sketchbook and pen scattered around me. Oh, oh my god. No, they thought you passed <laughs> out. So, but like, I was next to all my friends. Like, they were on the bench next to me. They were all right here. Like, we're all like, like literally, <laughs> he was sitting right next to me. Like, you know, like sometimes yeah. you go to the beach with friends and like you fall asleep yeah. on the beach or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're all like, right, like my friend was literally right next to me. But this lady starts like coming and running and like, she was Swedish. I don't know a word of Swedish. She's I was like, <laughs> and like, but like, she's like shaking. Like, you can, you. You know, like I say, like, you know, like, um, when you're such a different countries, like, you know, when someone has no idea what they're saying to you, mm-hmm. but you know exactly what you're saying to you. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes, like, when I, like, I order my bread at the, at the bakery in Israel, like, I have no idea what he's saying, but I know at this point he always asks me if I want the bread sliced. Yeah. So I just say yes. I have no idea what he's saying, but I know just to say yes at this point. Yeah. This woman was definitely saying, sir, sir, are you alive? Oh, my God. Um, oh shake, my she was gosh. shaking me. She was shaking me going, sir, sir, are you alive? But, my, but apparently at first I didn't wake up because it was, was a good nap. It was, sure, a, good, it was a good nap. Another one of those unforgettable naps. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was one of those unforgettable naps. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and then, so like, apparently my friends are like cra- just loving cracking up because like, it's like three or four seconds and she's shaking me before I like wake up. I was like, oh, what's up? Yeah, I'm chilling. How are you going? Nice day in the neighborhood, isn't it, madam? <laughs> Wait, you said that? I don't think she understood a single word I said. Oh, my God. But, um... <laughs> Wow. Oh my god! And then what? She was just like, "Oh, okay, oh, yeah. bye." Oh. Uh, yeah, dude. Especially if your book was all around you. Face down in the grass. My time like you fell and nobody around me. You fell and nobody cared. She was like, <laughs> "No, but like nobody my, cared. my friend was like right next to me, like maybe like yeah. four or five feet away, like oh not even god. like. But like, you can't like, but like he was like, you can right. say like, you don't always know when people are together or yeah. things like that, you know, like. Oh, like, like we're like we're all just like chilling, like. That's funny, man. Unforgettable naps, man. You you don't you have any good one uh, stories of those? Unforgettable naps. I mean, besides the last two days, I don't think I usually hate napping. You know, I don't know why, but I have like, I just don't really like sleeping. And these last two nights, I have caught up. I think on all the sleep that I think I've. Uh, I need. We've been taking some naps. <laughs> man, I, have I love my siestas. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I don't really like naps. Oh man, yeah. So when I got to, Sp- I went to Spain for the first time in this middle of the village, and like there was siesta. They said, "Hey, go over, take a thirty-minute nap." And like in the middle of the day, you're supposed to come back. I, I backed out for two hours <laughs> and I, I missed all the event like it was like I went there for a program like you come in and nap my first siesta I went out for two hours and I was like you're the guy who took the two hour siesta that's hilarious wow missed the whole damn thing I do like taking naps when I get home from work I, you have to keep it under 30 minutes. Otherwise, you naps are da- No, but naps are day. dangerous. Naps are yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Because then you'll be awake at night, too. Yeah. I don't know you, but I'm more like of a night person. Today and yesterday, I just set my alarm. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm only going to... I'm definitely more of a night person mm-hmm. than a day person. Me, too. For sure. Yeah, I used to be... Uh, Which makes me guilt, feel guilty when I'm like, oh, I should be out. It's the sun's out. I should go out. But... Yeah, I used to work nothing but night shifts, so all I know is staying awake at night. So, I've gotten used to being a day person recently. But, I mean, I know nice. I like the nights. There's less distractions and like. You're more know. creative at night. 
Speaking of which, you were saying that you don't really listen to, you don't stay in the loop with music and stuff, huh? So what type of music do you listen to out there? I I listen to everything. I love music. I'm just uh, I I just like yo. If something sounds good, okay, I'll listen. Like everything is, it's just like different culture, different things. Like uh, hmm. I mean, Israel like has like there's like Israeli music and there's like all different kinds of Israeli hmm. music too. Like you have like rock to like rap to like you're like whatever you hear at like the clubs or whatever to like the classical hmm. music and things like that. There's all sorts of different uh, things. Um, always wondered if there's like pop music that comes from the US just translated into Israeli. Um they like, would just play that song in English and it's like an international yeah. city, like mm-hmm. you know, like when you go like you travel to like another city in mm-hmm. America and you still hear the same song. Well, okay. Like America's America's like the size of a continent, man. True. <laughs> so it's like it's infiltrated. Our art has infiltrated everywhere. You know what America's it's very simple. America you know what America's number one export is? Art. Culture. Culture. On the world. America's number yeah. one export around the world is culture. It's wild. Yeah. And this is part of it. At least trying to be, you know. But I'm not going to lie, like... Conversations like this? Like, wherever I go, I'm still clearly an American. Like, I, yeah. I'm still, like... I, I'm free, I don't know. I'm pretty American, like... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the I'm crazy thing is that, you know, like... I'm American, I'm just too, open-minded. But, I'm, like... You know, but I... I People forget, and I forget sometimes that I'm Mexican at the end of the day, you know, so. I think I just have the past because of, cause of complexion. But now the tattoo is kind of. Uh, I'm just throwing a little, another spin on it. A little white boy. Except for the summertime, it turned into a tomato man. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we, were ta- we were talking about smells again, the suntan lotion, and like, uh, and like, it's like, I, I just, like, I have to, like, when I live in the Middle East, like, I hate suntan I hate, like, the smell, the but consistency of the dirt, but you gotta do it. You gotta. Well, I started, like, I have the, I have the scarf, too, like, if I'm, out, if I'm out, like, in the sun, whatever, the day, like, you know, yeah. I, you know how, like, you know how you wrap the scarf yeah. around the head? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know how to do that. I do the, I do the Bedouin tie. When I lived in, uh, when I lived in Dahab, the Bedouins, they taught me how to, uh, how to do it. Nice. That's awesome. Shit. You just go... Well, you know, I think we've been going for a little bit over like an hour and a half now. Um, is there anything you want to talk about? Any any hot topics? I know we just briefly kind of brought it up, you know, what's been going around as far as current events. But is there anything that you want to talk about um, outside of what we've been talking about so far? Any of you guys have any like, other conversations you feel is imperative to the podcast episode right now. I think Eric can go a little further. Maybe we should just make a part two <laughs> another day. He'll be here for like two more weeks. You're right. You're right. With that, just uh, wandering just... around Kansas City and nearby cities. <laughs> uh, no, but so I, I lived in Kansas for six years, so like there's so many like I I've created like a whole life here like yeah. and lots of people now like the thing is like we all live in Lawrence but most of them uh, live in Kansas City like yeah. we all know a lot of them live in Kansas City now and you know Kansas City looks like it's got uh, some cool really cool architecture like I was here I was in Lawrence I never mm-hmm. really got some like I've been to Kansas City but I never got to like fully like I was always there for like a day or two or whatever yeah. just always trips like here like never got to like. Mm-hmm. You know, let's really like see the city, and uh, I know about it, and I've done projects. Like I have a project mm-hmm. here in Ken and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just to like be able to like reconnect with people from like, my six years living here. Um, it's been great being back and hanging out with you, Carly. Yeah. And, uh, 
Because, like, uh, I don't know. Do you think we're still the same from 10 years ago? I don't know. Do you? Oh, no. I do, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely, like, a homebody now. And I used to go out, like, every night when we first met. You kind of still go out every night. <laughs> not really always. I just It's not necessarily, like, going out, but, like... Oh, like, going out could just be, like, a walk, like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, I just, like, like, I don't know, it's, like, following the buildings, going for a walk, like, so walking across cities and yeah. things like that. <laughs> My great walk to Quick Trip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Nice. Yeah, well. let's do a part two. Yeah? Yeah. It's 10 p.m. on a Sunday. You guys want to wrap it up? We can. Do whatever. Right. Well, I appreciate you guys for coming on. This has been a hell of an episode. I'm once again across from me. We have our wonderful hosts who just touched down not too long ago. What's up? My name's Eric. Eric. And then we have Carly. Carly here as well. And I'm Herb. Thank you guys for listening. Good night. <laughs>